Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, September 28th, and wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, however you are uh, on this at this moment, I wish you God's life, God's goodness, God's grace, uh, God's joy today, okay? It, it's, you know, we, we, we're blessed, and, uh, and may this day be one of gratitude and thanksgiving for God's presence within it, okay? Uh, hey, uh, we're going to continue through Luke's gospel today. Uh, we are still on chapter 9, and we're celebrating no feast day today, so there's no focus elsewhere. We are just going to look at God's word. So we're getting toward the end of chapter 9. Uh, there are a handful of verses after the ones we hear today, so we'll probably get those tomorrow. I haven't looked ahead, but probably. But for today, for those who want to follow along, Luke 9, verses 51 to 56, okay? So let's break open God's Word. Let's see what, uh, what God has for us within it that can invite us to following him more closely today. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days for Jesus to be taken up were fulfilled... He resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them, and they journeyed to another village. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's set the scene just a little bit. Always good for us to know that. If you remember yesterday's gospel, uh, they were arguing. They're, again, they're on the way, and they're arguing about uh, who may be the greatest, meaning after Jesus is taken up, Who's going to take his place? Uh, you know, uh, who's going to going to be the one to step into to that role? And Jesus says, you're not getting it, man. You know, the, the greatest will be the servant of all. And he picks up the child, right? And he says, we've got to become like this child. And then John, at the end, says, you know, hey, there's some other people baptizing in your name and, and healing in your name over here. And we told them to stop. And Jesus said, hey, you know. Don't do that. Whoever is, is not against us is for us. So those were the immediate verses before today's. So we pick up, and I, and I love that first line, when the days for Jesus to be taken up were fulfilled. So the, remember, they're wandering around the area, and they're moving south uh, because Galilee's in the north, recall, and then Samaria's in the middle, and Judea, of, of which the Jerusalem was a part, was a, a city located in the region of Judea. That is in the south. So when the days for Jesus were to be taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem. Isn't that a great line? Um, that Jesus, brothers and sisters, is not... Uh, should I say shirking is not um, trying to get out of, is not delaying, is not trying to avoid 
the mission that he is given, which is to bring the kingdom of God to everyone, and he's going right where the establishment is. He's going right where the temple of God is to proclaim that vision that he has. And it's in stark contrast to the vision of the temple, and more importantly, the vision of the keepers of the temple. And and he knows what that's going to do. And he knows that, that it won't be good. But he doesn't shy away from where that calls him. You know, um, it, it just brings to mind that uh, Jeremiah, right? The Jeremiah the prophet, one of the major prophets of the Old Testament, how he gets angry at God because God called him from his youth. We know that. It's, it's early on in Jeremiah. And Jeremiah just gets angry at him after a while because it brings him nothing but, uh, you know, ill will from people. And, and people spit on him and, and you know, pull his, his beard and, and reject him. And he says, you duped me, O Lord, and I allowed myself to be duped. You know, and he basically says, you know, if, but, but if I even were to say to you, I'm going to speak no more in your name. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to prophesy. I'm not going where you called me to be. He said that word would just build up within me that, it, that I couldn't stop it. That, that it, that it would just burst forth from me. That's how alive Jeremiah knew the word of God was within him, even though he was angry at God for where that was calling him. Well, Jesus, make no bones about it, was a prophet. The people looked at him as a prophet. Remember last week when we said, who do people say that I am? They said, hey, John the Baptist, who was a prophet, right? Or Elijah, who was a prophet, or one of the other prophets. They even used Jeremiah's name in one of the synoptics. Jesus is in this prophetic role. He knows in speaking the truth, in, in, in proclaiming the kingdom of God and what that vision looks like, uh, which is one for everybody, which is one of grace and love and unity and not hiding behind uh, whatever hoops that the, uh, the people in charge down at the temple and the temple worship were going to do because it went against the very center of their culture. He knew where this was going to lead him, but he resolutely determined to go there. Brothers and sisters, you and I are called on mission. I, I don't know what your mission is, and, and there are times in my life I don't know what my mission is. I mean, it, I, I think at various seasons that mission may change or that mission may, may alter or, or, you know, just be skewed a little bit from, from where we're going. But do we embrace it like Jesus did? And maybe some days we do, and praise God for that, that we resolutely determine to, to go where that mission calls us. And on those days, honestly, uh, I thank you and I praise God, and I hope you do too. But there may be other days where our heart is less steely and steadfast, right? And that we're like Jeremiah that says, man, I'm on, I'm on the edge here. I don't know. I don't know. And I know it's going to boil up and, and burst from me. But man, I'm angry or, or, or I'm fearful or I'm timid today. It's being honest. Jesus was resolute, and that's to his credit and it's a good lesson for us just to be to remember that. To remember that, even when he knows the ending may be hard. So on his way, he enters a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there. Oh, see, he sends messengers ahead of him. On the way, they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because his destination was going to be Jerusalem, right? So let me give a little bit of history between the Samaritans and the Jews. They they were 
So again, remember, uh, the, the, the country of Israel, when it was one, uh, was, you know, I told you, Galilee on top, Samaria, Samaria that, that region in the middle, Judea and the, and the bottom. Then it split after King Solomon, and there are political reasons for that. Um, and I won't go into it, but Israel was the northern kingdom, and that was Galilee and Samaria, Galilee being the furthest north in Samaria, and Judea was the southern kingdom. So they each had their own kings and things. And what happened in the uh, 7th century, well, 721, before Jesus was born, uh, the Assyrians, which are like the Iraqis, think along that. That's, that's the Assyria, that place. When, in, when Jonah goes to Nineveh, think Assyria. That's, Nineveh is, is in Assyria, um, that we'd put that in the Baghdad area. But anyway, the Assyrians came in, they were nasty, and they destroyed the northern kingdom of Israel. Um, and Samaria was part of that, right? So that's where the Samaritans come from. So why were the Samaritans despised by the Jews? Because um, they were forced, meaning the Jewish people, were forced to either choose their faith, and if they chose their faith, they would die, or apostatize and uh, intermarry with some of these Assyrians and the foreigners. And the, a large number of those Samaritans intermarried and apostatized. And so they weren't, by the, those in Jerusalem, particularly in Judea, but even by those in Galilee, were looked at down, uh, down their nose because they weren't uh, the chosen, pure, the pure chosen people. So that's why they always felt like second-class citizens uh, and that were treated by the Jews as such. So that's why when Jesus goes here, they know his destination is Jerusalem. They have a temple down there that they're worshiping at. And, and you guys who, who worship at that temple uh, don't treat us well, so we don't want to treat you well. Um, and, because Samaritans had their own place of worship. Um, and uh, I want to say Bethel, but uh, I'm not quite sure. I, I, my mind is blanking, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, and they had their own place to worship, so they didn't go down to the temple in Jerusalem, but they know Jesus is passing through and going there, and they're like, you know what? Don't stay with us. You don't like us. We don't like you. Think of the Samaritan woman at the well, right, in, in John's gospel. Um, and so anyway, okay, so, so they were um, treated poorly when they went through the Samaritan town. There's no doubt about that. But here's, you know, and so here's what happens. So when the disciples James and John see that they're being treated poorly, it's like, come on. They say, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Meaning, we know we were just slapped in the face. They treated us rudely. They wouldn't welcome us, which was like, if not the highest value held in that, uh, in that region, uh, it would have been one of the top three or so. I mean, to welcome people was... Uh, just a, a supreme value, and they weren't. And so they were slapped in the face with that, this unwelcoming attitude. And so they're wanting to retaliate. They're wanting to say, okay, you did this to us, watch what we do to you. We're going to call down fire from heaven. You know, John hasn't had a good go of it here in Luke's gospel. You know, so yesterday's gospel, John's the one who's like, hey, Lord, you know, there's some people over there. They're doing good things. They're doing it in your name, but they're not with us. So uh, we, we told them to stop. 
And Jesus, you got to just see him slapping his head on his forehead saying, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. Because if they're doing good things, we're on the same team, even if we're not traveling in the same company. Look at the bigger picture here, John. Well, John, no sooner, you know, hears that word than he and his brother James trip over themselves again here and say, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven? We want to retaliate. We want a retribution here. They insulted us. We're going to do more than just simply insult them. They were called in these gospels the sons of thunder, right? When Jesus called them at the, at the side of the Sea of Galilee, they were fishermen with their father Zebedee. They were called the sons of thunder because they had big tempers. You know, John, we think of him as this holy, holy man. In any movie you watch, it's, it's going to show him as such. And, and I think it was John's gospel. And again, that's my followers of John, because he's never named in John's gospel. But we put him as the disciple whom Jesus loved. You know, the one whose head was on the chest of Jesus, the one who recognizes him right away in the resurrection, uh, the one who believes before Peter does. Uh, all those things where they go, oh, John was this holy person. Well, Look in the synoptics, and John and James don't come out so great. Now, the truth is somewhere there, and I don't know the answer to that, but I'm just saying they had a temper. You know what? And they wanted retribution. They were insulted, they were hurt, and they wanted to hurt back. That's really all we have to to know about this. But Jesus says, stop it. He rebukes them, and he says that's, I mean, he doesn't say anything, but his actions say it. Jesus turned and rebuked them. And they journeyed to another village. Meaning, if they don't want us here, if they're not open to us here, why are we going to retaliate? Why do we want to get caught up in that game? That's not who we are. And that's not who we're invited to be. Let's just go where we are desired. And we are seen. And we are known. And we are wanted. Brothers and sisters, I don't know about you. I, I suspect I do. I think it's part of the human construct. I, I, the human construct. I, I think James and John are us. Um, you know, I often blame it on my Irish temper, but I think we all have it. Uh, we've all got that. If you insult me, my instant reaction is I want to hurt you. Uh, and Jesus invites us beyond that. Doesn't mean we don't feel that. Okay, so let's see that difference. Doesn't mean we don't feel like that. I want to hurt. But, we, but loving is not a, a feeling, remember? Love is not a feeling. It is a decision. And when we feel that desire to retaliate, it's our decision to love that says, I'm not going to act on those feelings um, or, or whatever just took place. I'm not going to be reactive, but I'm going to choose to love. Even if that choice is simply, I'm going to turn and I'm going to walk to another place a place where I am welcomed. Brothers and sisters, James and John are us. And, and what that reminds us, really, that should be good news, not bad news. It's good news that Jesus called people who were not holy. He called people who would hear him and who had the courage and the strength and the desire, maybe that's it more than anything else, to say, hey, you got something, I'll follow. And that transformation that happens, it ha- and it happened in John and James. I mean, amazing people. But it was, it was over time. And that didn't mean they're perfect. It simply meant they were open to that transformation, that they weren't always there. 
and they didn't even get to a place of perfection, but they were open to realizing when they were wrong. Brothers and sisters, where you are right now and where I am right now is not the end. It is not the end. And we may not be where we want to be, but that doesn't stop God from loving you. It doesn't stop God from calling you and me, by the way. And it doesn't stop us from continuing to work on that transformation. A little bit today, a little bit tomorrow, a little bit the next day. And you know what? Five years go by, 10 years go by, we'll be able to look back and see what that transformation looked like. But on a day-to-day basis, we don't see it. And that's okay. All we need to know is our God desires us in his company. He desires us to follow him even as we are now. He didn't say, John, James, get out of here. You're no longer a part of me because you're not, you're not doing it right. He simply went to another place and hoped they'd follow because that's how transformation takes place. As long as we're following the one who's leading and we stay near him, the transformation is going to keep going and keep going. Okay? That's all I got for us today. Let's uh, bring all that stuff to prayer. So uh, if there was anything within that uh, gospel that we talked about today that, that uh, struck a chord, or if there's something going on in your life or the lives of those around you or those you love, let's make sure we lift them in prayer today, okay? So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second joyful mystery, the visitation. After Mary says yes to the plan that Gabriel gives her, She goes and visits her cousin Elizabeth, uh, whom she found out is six months pregnant with child. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Uh, thanks for uh, breaking open God's Word with me today on this Tuesday. And uh, have a wonderful uh, whatever's left of your day. And uh, let's break open God's Word again together tomorrow, shall we? God's peace.